Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Support for The Zest comes from People's Gas, delivering clean, efficient, and affordable natural gas for cooking at home with precise temperature control. More at floridasenergy.com. It could be a movie. This is a story that's fraught with, you know, um, big ideas and, and it's a product that changed the world, but there was also an incredible lawsuit. Everyone that's involved in the story was a character, really, but um, it's a great story. I'm Delia Colon, and this is The Zest. Citrus, seafood, Spanish flavor, and Southern charm. The Zest celebrates cuisine and community in the Sunshine State. Today, the story of Gatorade. Whether you're a Super Bowl-winning football coach, a devoted CrossFitter, or my five-year-old son at t-ball practice, there's nothing quite like that taste after working up a sweat. But how did Gatorade go from a humble experiment at the University of Florida to the multi-billion dollar business it is today? Well, if you love a good origin story, then buckle up, because this one sounds like it could be a movie. The University of Florida Gators kick off their football season this weekend with a home game against the Florida Atlantic Owls. In addition to being the home of a football dynasty, UF is also the birthplace of a legendary beverage. I'm talking, of course, about Gatorade. The beverage has a backstory that's pretty bananas and an impact that goes far beyond the world of sports, which is why we're talking about it today. My guest is Stephanie Bales, president and executive director of the Cade Museum for Creativity and Invention in Gainesville. The museum is the namesake of the late Dr. Robert Cade, and I'll let Stephanie take it from here. Dr. Robert Cade is our namesake, and Dr. Robert Cade is the lead inventor of Gatorade. In 1965, Dr. Robert Cade was a nephrologist at University of Florida. He had been brought to the university to begin their nephrology department. And for those of you who don't know, I didn't know when I was young, um, nephrology is a kidney doctor. He really understood that process of the body, and that's what his life's work was about. He was also a very humble man and very inquisitive and very friendly. And during the course of his work at University of Florida, he became friends with a security guard at at Shant's Teaching Hospital. And the security guard also happened to be an assistant football coach. And so one day they were having coffee at the hospital and the security guard was telling him about how he had players that were going to the infirmary during summer practice, you know, losing 16 to 18 pounds during summer practice and getting sick. And Dr. Cade immediately knew what the issue was. He knew that they were losing water, that they were becoming dehydrated, and that they were losing their electrolytes. He knew because of his work, right? Because he was a kidney doctor. And so within six weeks from that conversation of him talking to the security guard, within that period of time, six weeks, he and his team had come up with solution, no pun intended, That was the first iteration of Gatorade. Wow. So about when was this? 
Again, it was um, in the spring of 1965. By the next football season, they were using Gatorade for the whole team during football season. But I think what's most interesting, like to take a step back, is that when Dr. Kate came up with the solution, he went to coach Ray Graves, who was the football coach at the time. Ray Graves would not let him test Gatorade on his varsity football team players. They said, you can use my freshmen. So originally, (laughs) Dr. Cade, being the researcher and scientist, he wanted to see how this, you know, this product worked. He went and he tested on the team of freshmen. I think there were like 10 or 14 of them. And Steve Spurrier happened to be playing on the football team at that same period in time. Once the football team, once the freshman football players started beating the varsity football players in scrimmages, then Coach Ray Graves said that he could test it on the whole team. That sounds like a movie or something. Oh, it totally is. Actually, ESPN did a show, a 30 for 30. Okay. On the story of an invention of Gatorade. And it's really fantastic. It's okay. Great. We'll have to find it and link to that in the show. Yeah. I'm like, you and I should write that screenplay. <laughs> no, it, I mean, it could be a movie. I mean, this is a, this is a story that's fraught with, you know, big ideas and, and it's a product that changed the world, but there was also an incredible lawsuit and there was everyone that's involved in the story was a character. Really. It's a great story. So give me the Cliff's Notes version. How did it change the world? Ah, you know, you and I probably, well, I know I did before I started at the Cade. Most people think that Gatorade is a drink. It's just a drink that you drink when you're hot, sweaty, and thirsty. But what people don't really realize is before Gatorade, there was no sports performance product line out there people were not encouraged to even drink water when they were working out. At the time, you were discouraged. You were prevented from drinking water or hydrating during your sports exercise because it would cramp you up. You would get sick. And so before Gatorade, there was no sports performance product line. There were no sports performance products. There really wasn't any sports medicine at the time either. Looking at sports through the lens of medicine was just not a common thing that was done back then. And so when Gatorade was introduced, Gatorade was introduced not as a product. Gatorade was introduced to solve a problem. So this was really research that came out of the lab and put onto the football field within six weeks. And so it was a game changer in that Gatorade created a whole new industry, billion dollar industry. Think about that. Think about all of the things you see lining the shelves at, you know, Dick's Sporting Goods and such, the Cliff Bars and the Power Drinks and all of that. That wasn't even on the radar before Gatorade. The second thing, and I think one of the biggest other impacts that Gatorade had on the world was that it really helped develop a pathway to commercialize products that are developed on research institution campuses. Before Gatorade, if you had research being done in a lab at a university, 
the researchers really didn't know what to do with that information once it was developed. They didn't think of it necessarily as a product, right? It was just this important new discovery. And so when Gatorade was developed, the team of physicians included a couple of folks that were entrepreneur oriented, and they realized that they could take this solution and partner with a company with a distribution channel to get it out into the marketplace. So Gatorade was one of those first generations of products that came directly out of a research lab and went out into the marketplace. It was a new pathway that was created, a pathway to commercialization. And that's exciting. You know why that's exciting? If you look at the United States today and all the patents that are issued and all the incredible technological advances that come out into our country and our world from university campuses, that pathway to commercialization was helped developed by Gatorade. That is so, I mean, so many things that you just said are blowing my mind. The fact, first of all, that athletes were discouraged from drinking water while working out. I mean, in Florida, that just like walking to your mailbox, you, you know, you need to like replenish. So I, that could be deadly. The fact that universities now take their products around the world. I mean, this podcast is based at University of South Florida. And, and thankfully, we have listeners all over the world. So I know that Dr. Cade never envisioned all of this. No, but right. was it always called Gatorade? Obviously, that's a nod to the University of Florida Gators. Or did the name come later? Well, I think um, it was a nod to several things. It was always called, it was called Gatorade from almost the very beginning. It's a play on the fact that Dr. Cade's wife, Mary Cade, suggested that he add lemon to the solution because the players wouldn't drink it. Um, The players wouldn't drink it because it tasted like sweat. It tasted so bad. They didn't want to drink it. And she said, well, Bob, you know, whenever I need to mask the taste of something, I just add lemon. And so, you know, it's Gatorade is a play on lemonade. It's a play on Dr. Cade and it's a play on the Gators. And it was just like a serendipitous naming that has stuck and created a global brand. Wow. So without the flavoring, it's just like drinking sweat. (laughs) Well, but that's what it is, right? It's a sweat replacement solution. I don't want to taste that version. I'm glad that version is not on the shelves. (laughs) But if, you know, we have some of the early players, including um, Coach Spurrier, who said that it was really awful. Some have suggested it tasted worse than sweat, but I won't tell you what that was. (laughs) Oh, that's going to give me nightmares. So let's talk more about the flavors and how else has Gatorade changed since those early days? I mean, my five-year-old plays t-ball and at the end of the game, he gets Gatorade. He's mostly standing around. I don't know if he really needs it, but all the different, he wants orange, he wants red, he wants blue. So how has it evolved since the days of Dr. Cade? Well, I think what you'll notice is that PepsiCo, who is the licensee of Gatorade at this point in time, you know, they invest a tremendous amount in going beyond just the color of the drink, right? They're really most interested in how it impacts sports performance. And they are a leader in sports performance research. And so, I, you know, I don't know the ins and outs of the evolution of Gatorade as a product, but what I do know is that it has evolved to improve its ability to enhance sports performance for its users. 
enhance sports performance, enhance hydration, et cetera. So, you know, they've got different versions of Gatorade, you know, Gatorade that has less sugar, Gatorade that has more energy, Gator, you know, there are a whole wide variety of versions of Gatorade. Let's talk a little bit more, and I know you're not a sports nutritionist, but let's no. talk a little bit about who should be drinking Gatorade. I, I jokingly mentioned my five-year-old, but I do, I feel like I see people reaching for these sports drinks and, um, you know, bars and things like that after just a short workout or, you know, not a very strenuous workout. Do you think there's a danger in people over-relying on a product like Gatorade? I'm not really sure I can answer that question. I mean, I think, you know, as with almost anything, everything requires moderation, right? But do people over-rely? I think it has to be situational. It is a replenishment. This drink was made to replenish electrolytes and rehydrate individuals. And so, you know, it definitely serves a useful purpose. Another thing, you know, I didn't mention earlier, you would ask about how Gatorade has made an impact globally. Before Gatorade was developed, dehydration was one of the top 10 killers of children around the world, right? You've got to think about that. Before Gatorade, we didn't know how to rehydrate anyone. And so when infants and babies were in the NICU, one of the things that they were using before Gatorade was Coca-Cola to help oh try and rehydrate, right? But before Gatorade, there was no way to rehydrate. And once Gatorade was developed, that cause of death plummeted. People think of Gatorade as a product, but it helped create a whole new industry. It helped to identify a pathway to commercialization for research coming off of university campuses. And it saved lives. It has saved lives. So it's easy to look at Gatorade and think, oh, maybe it's just over-marketed or it's just a product that they depend on colors and branding. But in reality, it is, it is truly something that keeps people healthy. I think it has a place for a lot of people. People could overuse anything, but it has a place. It certainly does. For sure. And I, I take your point, especially about hydrating kids. You think about those, you know, Pedialyte pops and those like rehydration popsicles. Those are electrolytes, which I guess we owe to Dr. Cade, who I believe passed away in 2007. But what an amazing legacy. I mean, so shout out to everybody on those college campuses. Like, doing the research in the lab and you think it's, you know, no one's going to see it or it's never going to see the light of day. That's just amazing. Yeah, it really is. But the thing I love most about it is that it wasn't, you know, a lot of research that happens, a lot of invention that happens. It's people that, you know, maybe they're really interested in the topic, but a lot of people too are trying to find something that's going to be the next great big thing. And Gatorade wasn't that. I mean, it came out of a, a lab that had a group of humble researchers and physicians, and they were doing it because they just wanted to help. I thought, I think it's a great invention story. It is a great story. Thank you so much for sharing it. I have just a newfound respect for Gatorade now. <laughs> um, it's always fun to watch people get it dumped on them at the Super Bowl, but <laughs> so you much know, another great, great thing to bring up. So some people say 
it is hypothesized that Gatorade became so popular because the very first time it was used in professional sports was at the very first televised Super Bowl. So you put it in context too. So it was invented in the mid 60s. It started coming out into the marketplace in the late 60s. At the same time, television was becoming more pronounced in in people's homes and bringing sporting events into the living room. And so Gatorade was at the very first Super Bowl. And think of all of that kind of, all of the people that were watching on these new inventions in their living rooms. And there was this new drink that came off a university campus. I mean, it was just an exciting time full of a lot of novel first time things. That is just absolutely fascinating. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for taking the time to share this with us. And is there anything you would like to add about Gatorade or Dr. Robert Cade or the Cade Museum? What I would like to add about the Cade Museum is that it's a place where you can have a lot of fun. It's full of hands-on experiences where you can kind of find the inventor in you. You can learn how to be a problem solver. You can see how to look at things from different ways. And it's just like we talked about today. Gatorade, yes, it is a drink that was invented in Florida and has put Florida on the map. But it also has so much more to that behind the scenes and its impact. And I think all things that we invent, including food and drink, have such rich stories behind it, right? And that's what you do on this podcast is bring those rich stories to life. So thank you for giving us the opportunity to talk a little bit more about Gatorade and to tell you a little bit about the Cade Museum. Well, thank you, Stephanie. I will never look at a bottle of Gatorade in the same way. (laughs) Uh, I hope. (laughs) Come visit us the next time you're in Gainesville. I need to. I really do. My kids would love it. And it's so inspirational. I mean, it's such a humble beginning to this worldwide phenomenon. It would be really cool and inspiring for the kids and me. So definitely. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Big things have small beginnings. I mean, really, you just made that point, like something that had such a humble beginning. We actually have the lab that Gatorade was invented in, in the museum. And we still have Dr. Cade's glassware and his books and such. And this lab was in the sub-basement of Shan's Teaching Hospital. So it wasn't just in the basement. It was below the basement. I didn't even know but, Florida had a basement. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the teaching hospital, I know, they were like right above the aquifer, I guess. But but, but think about it. It did. It had such a humble beginning, and it has changed lives, and it's changed the world. Wow. Well, it's come so. a long way from the basement. So thank yeah. you so much again for your time. And Thanks. I'm going to go uh, raise a glass of Gatorade to the late Dr. King. Stephanie Bales is president and executive director of the Cade Museum for Creativity and Invention in Gainesville. The museum is named for Gatorade's lead inventor, the late Dr. Robert Cade. Well, I hope you learned something from this conversation. I know I'll never look at a bottle of Gatorade in the same way. We've got more about the intersection of food, beverages, and sports on our website, including nutrition tips for young athletes, and advice for making stadium-quality hot dogs at home. little something for everybody. Find it all on our website, thezestpodcast.com. I'm Delia Colon. I produce The Zest with Andrew Lucas. This week we had help from Chandler Balcom and Mark Hayes. The Zest is a production of WUSF Public Media, copyright 2021.